0: Hey, what's up, and welcome to the Beyond Sundays podcast. I'm Brett Stewart, and I'm the host. And today, I've got my friend. I've got my co-worker, co-laborer, Nathan Healy is in the house. What
1: up, what up, what up? Nathan. Good to be here,
0: Brett. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad that you're here. And in fact, I'm also just really stoked, because like, in two weeks, we yep. are going to Zion national forest. Amen. And we're just going to go experience some of the beauty of God's creation and go be men. Yes. <laughs> in the wilderness. In the wilderness. Anyways. Fight bears. That's right. Yeah. We I think we referenced it on one of the podcasts that that you co-hosted with the the hearing the bear off in the distance. But anyways, that's a different story. Yeah. Uh I wanted to bring Nathan on today's podcast to talk about some of his journey and his testimony finding the Lord, but also one thing that I super admire about Nathan and look up to him and learn from him in is his heart for evangelism and discipleship. This guy, he knows how to seize every opportunity uh, just as a way and as a moment of getting to tell of the name Jesus and the hope that Jesus brings. And so, uh, Nathan, if if you know Nathan or if you've been around him, you've probably seen that about him, but I get to to see it up close and personal and also from a distance, even just seeing what our student ministry is doing and what they're growing into. And so, anyways, I wanted to bring Nathan on the podcast to talk through some of this because I think for some of us believers, we, we overcomplicate this idea of evangelism or sharing Jesus with someone. It seems really intimidating. It seems like, oh, I don't know the right words to say, or I don't know enough Bible, or what if I mess up? And honestly, that fear holds us back. As with most things that the Lord is calling us to to partake in and to participate with the kingdom of God in, fear is what holds us back. But especially in this area of of sharing Jesus with someone, that's a big step. And so, um, Nathan, I guess I want to hear a little bit of how was Jesus shared with you or what i know back in in your college days there was there was a lot of transformation that went on what was some of that that took place what was modeled for you what was spoken to you and then i guess how did you create or just walk out this desire to share jesus with others
1: yeah so uh so when i went to i went to acu in college and um I started getting involved in College Park through Beltway and um you know I, I just remember my freshman year um we I was going on the spring break uh mission trip and they were like all right sign up for the spring break trip and I was like I've been on mission trips you know this will be sick and they were like we're going to Abilene and I was like <laughs> that what yeah wait we're not That's not, not going a anywhere. mission trip <laughs> And then my mindset on that has changed a lot over the years, but uh, so, so, you know, as we were preparing for it, they were like, all right, let's, you know, think through your testimony, which I had done before for different mission trips, but then they were like, all right, you know, let's practice really sharing the gospel, you know, like if God opens the door up in a conversation you know are you ready to just kind of walk them through what the bible says and i was like i'm not ready so i should i should look at that and you know um i had been a christian and following god for a little while but i had this moment that really changed my faith forever and it had to do with the first time that i ever shared my faith mm. we were on a mission or well you know we were on this uh the spring break trip uh in abilene and we went to um We went to a park in the middle of town and we just invited people from the neighborhood. And so all these people came out and I was having this conversation with a guy and I'm so nervous. I'm just like trying to remember, you know, what you know, like what's the gospel? Who's you know, like any verses that I'd learned and stuff. But, you know, in this moment I just saw the heaviness in this guy's eyes Mm -hmm. and he started just tell me about the brokenness he was going through and then it changed from what a you know what do i need to show him so he'll like this to my heart just like being broken for him and just yeah. thinking you know this guy has he doesn't have life and i do and i just want him to have that you yeah. know and so i just started to share some of my story with him and i'll just you know i have this image ingrained in my mind you know and i think about it a lot was the moment when he uh received jesus and just Asked Jesus to come live inside of him and said he wanted to follow Jesus, and I was looking in his eyes and I just saw the heaviness lift off, mm, yeah. and it, and his his eyes actually got lighter, like um, brighter, yeah. and um, and instead it was like be- I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe, but it was like before he gave his life to God, it was like he was there, but he was kind of empty. Like I could yeah. see it in his eyes. Yeah. And it was like he was looking at me, but he was just kind of looking past me. And in that moment, he just, I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but he just came alive. Yeah. And it was like I could see that there was something in him now, you know, and he wasn't looking down anymore. And mm-hmm. he wasn't just looking past me, he was like there in the yeah. moment. And it was, you know, it's, I mean, that's, that's what the gospel does. It's like, that's what we have we have life in Jesus but in that moment i saw a total transformation yeah. in one moment that just it just revealed to me and what it did was it kind of it kind of kicked my butt a little bit yeah. because i was thinking oh my gosh god is way more real than i've you know grown up thinking and i really i surrendered my life to god when i was pretty young like when i was 7 yeah and i meant it and i was trying to follow him but I just didn't understand the Holy Spirit and I didn't understand the reality of God. I thought it was more of like, I'm trying to do these things, you know, and God loves me. Like, I know that, but I'm trying to make it there one day. But I just didn't realize that He was so, like, after us and loves us so much, and that the life He was talking about is meant for right now. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, just seeing him, uh, you know, give his life to God that day, it just sent me uh, kind of into this whole next couple years of totally throwing down everything that I'd thought about God and jumping into the Bible and saying, okay, wh- who is God for real? Yeah. Because if he can do that to this guy in a moment, I thought, I've been following God for so many years. I want to see that life overflowing yeah. in me. You know, I I don't want to just taste it every once in a while when I have experiences or when other people are, you know, kind of like feeding me his word right. or feeding me different revelation like it just it sparked this hunger in me to just want to know God on a deep level. Yeah.
0: That's so good. And you know, kind of what what you were when you were talking about just starting to talk to this guy and trying to think through like, oh man, what all what all do I need to say? Like there was a shift of trying to convince the guy to know about the presence of Jesus, to simply just being there and loving him so the presence of Jesus is ushered in. And I I think I think back to the gospels and the stories of Jesus. You even you said with the guy like he was no longer looking down, but like he was looking up. He was lighter. He was brighter. And I think about the stories in scripture where Jesus encounters people and he one encounters them in their brokenness and their heaviness, but like he doesn't Explain or convince them of the kingdom of God. He literally just looks into their eyes and he he speaks life and hope and reminds them that there is something greater that they are for. And and yep. I don't know. I I even think you know when we've if you've watched through any of the chosen stuff, just. I, I, like, I weep at these scenes where there's just this genuine, intimate encounter between Jesus and someone who's feeling the heaviness and the brokenness of life. And so when you get to experience those kind of things, you realize like God is so much bigger than my words. God is so much bigger than what I can convince people or impress people with. But if I'm just faithful to love this person with the intention that they know they're loved by God... Like God, God honestly does the rest. Like He's He's bigger
1: than that, and I love that that yep. you got to experience that in that moment. Yeah, and I just you know what what just stirs me up, you know, and just seeing what God's doing in Beltway students, um, just across both of the campuses, is you know, I I just I understand from personal experience that your Christian life is not gonna make much sense until you start sharing your faith. Yeah. Because, you know, it it talks about, you know, just in Acts 1.8, it talks about, you know, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you to be my witnesses, Mm -hmm. you know? And there's just this whole part of my faith that I was missing, you know, that where I was not um, walking with the Holy Spirit in relationship, which means I was not empowered, yeah. To live out my faith, which means I was doing it on my own strength. Yeah. That's what I see just a lot of Christians who've grown up around church like me. Um, Fallen into it's easy to fall into that, you know, and especially like just in our culture where it's like we can rely on our own strength and our own planning and our own ability and all the different, you know, resources that we have. And it's really easy to live a life where we're not dependent on God. And but he's inviting us into this life where if we can rely on his power, he's gonna do insane things. But it's not even about the things. It's about the reality of Him, you know? And so that's just, you know, my hunger for Beltway students is, you know, I mean, honestly, when I started, you know, first I was a youth pastor, you know, over in the Metroplex and that I've been here for about six years, like, you know, my heart hasn't always been pure in it. Like, sometimes I, you know, I really did have the mindset, like, let's go invite people here to church so that we can, you know, so that they can hear the gospel, Which is still like that's not bad. Yeah, that's still true. Yeah, that is a method. That is a way. Right, but but then there's this difference between saying like I want to go out and empowered by the Holy Spirit, I want to share my faith and reach people where they're at. Yeah, you know, and and I've just you know we we've just been seeing this like where um, students are just stepping up, and here's the difference. Instead of saying, like, okay, we're doing this mission campaign, we need and you know, Pastor like Pastor Nathan's just saying, All right, invite your friends, let's do it. We're gonna have these parties that they'll like, and then they'll come and they can hear the gospel. I look, I'm not against that. I'm just saying I feel like that's a little bit watered down version of walking in the power of the spirit. Because because in in it and what it is too. Is I think that's keeping them from going to the deep level of really having a love for people. Yeah. And saying, like, you know, it's not about the results or if they come to church or if they say yes to Jesus, it's not about any of that. It's about my heart is broken for that person. You know, I'm talking from a, a high school student's standpoint or a middle school student. My heart is broken for the person I see in history class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who is a jerk to everybody. And is stealing all the attention, and is always, you know, speaking up and acting out and putting other people down. But I have God's eyes for him, yeah. and I'm walking with the Spirit. It's the only yeah. way that you can have God's eyes for him. I'm walking with the Spirit, and God's uh, teaching me to see him the way that he, that God sees it. Yeah. And so instead of what is normal of judging that person and saying, "Oh my gosh, like get your stuff together. What are you doing? You know, you need to know God seriously." <laughs> If you have that mindset, I mean, God's not going to use you to reach anybody. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, He still can use us in our brokenness, but that's just so far from His heart. Yeah. But if you start to go there and say, God, even the even the people I wouldn't naturally love, like, show me your heart for them, and He starts to break your heart, all of a sudden, it's not about... What you prepare and it's not about getting them to a certain place or having a certain result. Right. Cause the Bible teaches us like it's up to us to just sow seeds and just plant truth, but it's only God who brings the harvest. Yeah. And so so like I remember in college after, you know, some of these things happening, I started sharing my faith a lot. And, you know, I went through this time where I start I was pumped and I was going for it. And we would go to Walmart and we would just like I remember just the Holy Spirit, you know, and we were trying to just do it not in our own strength, but but asking the Holy Spirit what He's saying, because the Holy Spirit would speak stuff like, <clears throat> you know, we, we'd be driving there and the Holy Spirit would be like, hey, just look for somebody who, um, you know, like uh, just lost their mom and they're just really heartbroken. So like, I just jot that down in my phone notes. And then we'd be talking with people and I'd be like, hey, you know, like we were just praying about this on the way and uh you know i felt like here's a couple things that i'd written down and they'd be like oh my gosh that one like yeah. you know uh, about you know my mom dying whatever like that just happened you know and it's just stuff like that where god would be speaking yeah. and because it was like his words and in inviting you know what he was doing into it it would just break down walls instead of like you know just some random person um you know showing up at walmart and doing things but here's the deal is like uh, You know, I think that that is a good thing to go to, reaching out to random people and asking what the Holy Spirit's saying. You know, but then there's the other side of like the people that you're around normally that you have a relationship Mm -hmm. with. You know, those can actually be harder.
0: It it can be harder to reach those
1: people. And it almost seems reversed. But in my journey, when I started out, I was sharing the gospel with way more people, random people, than I was with people that were like consistently in my life because, you know, I, I don't really know, because I was still wrestling through, and this is what I'm... Honestly, like within the last few weeks, God's bring, been bringing this up in a whole new way, um, but I've been wrestling the, with through this for the past 12 years, ever since that moment that I talked about where God, you know, really gave me just set me on fire to reach people. Um I've been wrestling with making this a lifestyle, yeah. you know, and not just doing it in the big moments. Yeah. Where we get a group together. Yeah. Or yeah, in the ministry we context, about it. the planned yes. ministry
0: context moments. Or we
1: go on a trip, right? Or it's you know, it was easy for me to live and so For you know, it's like I've gone through all these different things, and God's been showing me these different things. But the the greatest thing that's holding me back is not my desire; it's not fear anymore. You know, it's not like not having a love for people, or you know, it really what it comes down to is just the thing that's holding me back from just reaching people in my everyday life is walking in the Spirit on a deeper level, Mm -hmm. meaning like letting His thoughts flood my mind. Let in you know, and then that propelling me to just do little actions that he's asking me to do that I wouldn't normally see. like I was in torches yeah. uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I was just getting stirred up about this, and I just thought, you know, I mean, I've just been in this thing where I just go to torches and I eat my queso, you know, or guacamole, depending on oh. the day, and then I and then it's like, all right, let's roll, let's go, we gotta get back to church, we got to do this, and then get back to church to do ministry stuff, yep, yep, for real. And uh, in just in that moment, you know, I just saw the dude who was standing by the trash that was working there. yeah. And like it wasn't this huge thing. It was just like, all right, you know, hey, you could go talk to him. It doesn't look like he's doing anything. So we just strike up a conversation, me, Paul and Daniel, and we're just talking to him and you know, um, God just kind of like brought up, I forget what it was, but it was something that had happened in his life, just as we we're praying. And, you know, he just kind of was like, oh, yeah, like, wow, that's kind of crazy, and he was interested, and so we've been inviting him to come to North Campus, and um, I I think he's going to come this week and everything, but it's just, you know, I walked away from that with Paul and Daniel, we were in the car, and I was just saying, I am just frustrated at myself, you know, not in a, not in like a condemnation way, but but in a... I, there's so much more. Yeah. I want to live a life where I'm not just focused on me and the next thing I'm doing, but I'm just walking in step with the spirit and I'm not focused on, you know, all, all the things that, you know, just honestly don't matter. And instead of being my my mind being consumed with all these things, what if I was just in the moment? Yeah. And I could just see people. Because it's like, what does it mean? You know, if, if we're walking in the spirit and our mind is flooded with God's thoughts, what are his thoughts about? right they're about people right and so i just I, I want man i just want to go deeper in that man
0: that's really good and there's so much in that you've covered that you were just talking about i wrote some notes down i'll see if i get to them or not but even just to what you said most immediately like sometimes our plan and our agenda is so at the front of our mind that we actually rush past the moments to love and encounter people the way the spirit of god wants to love and encounter people yeah because we're focused on what needs to go and get done but what does it look like to be present at all times what does it look like to be so in tune with the holy spirit the presence of god that that we take note of the person standing by the trash can or they you know we hear that someone's mom just died and they're going through a really hard time and and it's just Again, like we've got to create the space and the place for that, and I'm I'm probably one of the worst people at doing that because I am so rushed and determined, and I like getting stuff done. I like creating new things. I don't like sitting very well, Hmm. Uh, and I don't typically sit and listen to the Lord really well. And that's something I need to grow in because again, we look at the life of Jesus. I mean, frequently he he departs to an isolated place just to spend time with the Father. Like intimacy yep. with the Father brings clarity of purpose. It brings clarity of vision. And and Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. I say what the Father speaks. And it's like, well, how do you know that? Well, you spend time with the Father. And, and that's a challenge, I think, to, to so many of us of like, In the schedules that we've created or that culture has created for us, what does it look like to spend time with the Father? And um, I'll get to some of the other things I wrote down, but even as I just asked that, I'm a verbal processor, if y'all can't tell. Um, Nathan, (laughs) what does it look like for you, not to put you on the spot, but like, what does it look like for you to create time with the Father? Like in in this culture, in this life, you know, even... Our job. We have a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of people that that Beltway ministers to and raises up. And I mean, there's always so much. You've got two kids. You mm-hmm. have friends. You have hobbies. You have your wife. You have family. I mean, you have all of these things. You have, you know, people in your family that are close to you that you're contending for uh, in prayer constantly. Like you play golf, you love golf, like you love adventure. (laughs) I I was good at golf. (laughs) (laughs) You, you love watching sports, all of these things that is, you know, so true to all of us. What does it look like to spend time with the father and how have you developed that or how are you seeking to develop that further?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like first thing that comes to mind is if you do it from like just a religious check off the box standpoint, then there's not much of a point to it because, you know, you're gonna like it's, it's just not gonna last. But so it's like to me, I just think about I want to start with the heart of if I'm having a hard time genuinely wanting to hang out with God, Holy Spirit, would you change my heart and would you give me hunger? So starting from a place of just needing Him, that's what I evaluate everything needing, through. Yeah. If it's if good. my need for Him is low, then I just think, and I can't make it higher. I just think. I need to just ask God to help me need him more. Because if you don't have a need, then it's like, then, you know, you're not going to prioritize that yeah. and show up every day. I mean, it, and it depends kind of on your personality, but I think there's, you know, there's the combo between having discipline because you're not always going to feel it, right? you know? Yeah, that's important. And having consistency, but also having flexibility in like, you know, especially with, with like, you know, having young kids season, it's like... You know, um, every time we have another kid, it's like, you know, we're kind of in a different season. And it's like things are always adjusting and shaping. And so um, just saying, you know, I don't, it's not about checking things off with the box. It's about just being with my father. Yeah. And, you know, it's not about the quantity that I'm reading. It's about, you know, uh, I want to, I want the Holy Spirit to open up the scripture. So I want to read the Bible. Not in my own ability, but with a need for him to yeah. speak to me through the scripture. And then I'm just trying to take kind of one thing he's speaking each day and make that a focus of keep talking with God throughout mm, the good. day. Um, you know, and you know, but then at the same time, you're gonna have to sacrifice and give up things to spend time with God a lot of the times Um, because, you know, I mean, here's just an example for me is like with me having young kids, I cannot, and and I really like working out, Um, you know, I can't work out later in the day. So I've had to switch that earlier. And so, you know, I got to work out really early, which means, you know, I'm just sacrificing less sleep. I'm not not able to stay up or do events at night because I've got to go to bed, you know? And so it just kind of, because I'm prioritizing that, then I've found a good rhythm in this season of working out and getting my blood flowing, and you know, and then spending some time with God. And I also just kind of like, you know, I'm uh, I, for a cardio, I do a lot of walking. So I've been like reading the Bible as I'm walking on a high incline on a treadmill. You know what I mean? Because like sometimes it is like, you know, especially if kid you're not getting a lot of sleep with kids and stuff, it's like I can sit there and fall asleep. (laughs) So it's like doing something active but slow enough to where I still can stay focused has helped me. And that's kind of always helped me because like in college I used to go on walks with God and get outside and like the movement of it has just helped me. Because sometimes it's hard for me to focus when I'm just kind of like sitting in a chair. Yeah. So Yeah. Even as you said that, I, I
0: go back to, man, I think it was episode three or four, I'll find it here, in a second when we had Jennifer Smotherman on the show. And uh, it was mainly about kids, but she was talking about... Um, Going on walks as a family and like the benefits. It was episode six, Anchored in Truth, with Jennifer Smotherman. If you haven't heard that, you need to go listen to it. It was awesome. Uh, But she was talking about the actual like studies, scientific proof that shows like movement and walking and bilateral movement being able to open up your brain and help you process things and help you, you know, us as believers, we know that not only is it just about processing, but it's encountering the Holy Spirit and discerning and hearing from Him. And so, yeah, just movement, going on walks with God. You know, if if you ever have have dated someone or you're married, you know, one of the best ways to get to know your spouse is just to go on walks with them. Get mm-hmm. outside, Talk about life. Either be funny, be serious. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything at all. You just enjoy that time together. Um, but yep. but that's good. Um, there's something I also want to speak to. So we're gonna kind of go back to uh, just evangelism and, and finding the one who's in front of us and and ushering in a presence of Jesus to to encounter that person. Uh, Nathan, you and I actually we we talked about this in. Uh, my truck two days ago, because you so graciously helped me move a washer and a dryer, <laughs> um, which, by the way, there is this moment where we're trying to unload the washer out of my truck. And I felt like such... A weakling and a sissy. And I was like, man, <laughs> have I lost that much strength? Because like, I could not get a good grip on this thing. And I'm like, gosh, Nathan's ready to go. And like, I cannot figure out how to keep my grip on this. And so we changed it up and, and Nathan took the side that I was on. And it turns out there was just some soapy residue that yep. was like making it really hard. So anyways, I was <laughs> encouraged. So I was like, oh, okay, I haven't lost it all <laughs> entirely. But uh, when we were in the truck. You know, uh, I mentioned something to you that the Lord's really been challenging me in, in speaking, trusting people and speaking to the, the you know, the Latin phrase, Imago Dei, it, it talks about us being created in the image and in the likeness of God. And so like trusting and speaking to the person that was created in the image and the likeness of God, trusting and speaking to the person that God loves and that God wants them to know who He is and wants to be in relationship with them. And and I think that, that that changes the encounters that we have. We don't have to convince people, or we don't have to you know, convince them that their life is broken. Most people are aware that their life is broken, but when we start to see how God sees... And to speak to the person, you know, you were talking about from the the high school, middle school uh, point of view of like that that jerk in class who's who's you know always bullying people, making fun of people, whatever. But being able to see him in a way that the father sees him, and your heart be broken for it, and realize, you know yeah. what, this guy is clearly hurting. And there's something that He doesn't have peace about. Like, I don't know that He has hope or that He has peace or that He has joy from the Father. I want to speak to that part. I want to speak to that thing because I know it's misaligned with the intentions and the desires of God. And so um, for me, I I just want to speak that that's something that the Lord is even challenging me because I always had a pretty low view of humanity as far as being able to... To trust them, um, I would focus on the brokenness in people rather than the the fact that they were created to know the Father, to be known by the Father, and to walk in unity with Him. And mm-hmm. when I can start to see people and think about people in that way and speak to people in that way, th- things happen. Like they yeah. they discover that they were created for something more, and that that there is something more. And so... Um, and, and something that... So we had a, a guest speaker come into the church, uh, Leif Hetland, and he spoke to our staff yesterday. And I loved what he talked about. I think this goes along well uh, with, with some of what Nathan described earlier. He talked about how Jesus is both the Lion and the Lamb. And in Revelation... All but one time, Jesus is described as the lamb. And even when he's described as the lion, it is the lion becoming the lamb. Mm-hmm. And what he said is, uh, especially, I mean, he's going into all parts of the world, um, but he said something like, you know what? There's a lot of lions in this world. Like there's a lot of roaring. There's a lot of intimidation. There's a lot of like flexing your strength. And sometimes like lion doesn't a lion doesn't respond to another lion but what throws people off and what they don't know what to do with is the lamb like when you come in a gentle way when you come in a way of presenting yourself as a sacrifice like i'm sacrificing this moment or i'm sacrificing this time just to come to you with with tenderness and with with purity like, that shakes people, and it I think it rattles off something, and now they're positioned in a way to, to have a totally different conversation or to think differently. I mean, have you experienced that as you've gone out and evangelized with people?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I think it's just, you know, uh, just coming with humility and just saying, you know, I think about it like this, you know, how long can I love this person in a conversation? you know mm. and if they start you know and if it's like you know in in some ways like it's still significant but it takes the pressure off when you view it like that because you understand that you can't force anything you're just there you can't change anybody's life you can't get any point across it's not about you you know like you got to just yeah. totally i think that i mean that is the foundational key is that it's not about you at all mm and it's totally about the other person and what god's speaking to them and it's almost like if you can just envision you're just kind of like there to just love them however you can for as long as you get um you know there's times where it's like you know you just start talking to someone and when you know when we were in we were just on a youth trip in new orleans um you know we were coming in and we were you know sharing words with people and we were praying for people and like God was doing stuff and they came back the next day and said man we've loved having y'all here we've just been blown away by just what God's doing because and I'll and I'll never forget this it's really stuck with me mm. because you guys have listened well wow. to us listened and so I just want to throw that out there to anybody listening to this and you're like I'm not outgoing you know I hear pe- people say that a lot. I'm not outgoing, I'm not, you know, or if they're talking to me, like, you know, I'm just not as bold as you, or I'm just not as whatever. And, um, you know, when I was in, like, growing up when I was, uh, you know, in middle school and early high school, like, I remember in middle school, I was literally so, like, I was totally gripped by anxiety and fear of people mm. to the point where, like, I didn't really talk at all. Look, and I'm not exaggerating this. Sixth, seventh, eighth grade, like really by eighth grade, I started to get like a little bit of confidence because I was like, started to be good at sports and stuff. And so people started to like me. But before that, I mean, like if somebody would call on me in class, I mean, it was like an overload of anxiety and me freaking out to say a simple answer in class. Like, But even in that personal conversations, like I didn't talk to anybody except a couple of my close friends. And so it's like, you know i don't know it's just it it doesn't really have anything to do with us you know or like how we're wired or whatever it's just about us saying you know i just want to love people however that looks yeah. it's going to look different for you than it looks for me but the way that you love people and the way that you start is just by listening That's and good. taking time to hear whatever they're talking about which is the opposite of maybe you know, of kind of how, what I thought when I first started sharing Jesus with people, I thought I thought all about me and yeah. what I wanted to say, yeah, and what they needed to know. And that's just that's just the opposite of God's heart. And uh, yeah. you know, you may convince. I mean, actually, you won't convince anybody. Probably, <laughs> you know, you may get a couple of your points across mentally, but for someone to go from death to life, it's not, you know. The mind is involved with it, but this is this is about God's love mm. changing people's life and their yeah. spirit being empty to receiving the Holy Spirit and then becoming uh you know new creations. Yeah. And uh for me, I just remember in college, I started to get, you know, I was trying to do this a lot and I started to get kind of burnt out. So I was just thinking, gosh, what you know, what's going on? And, you know, anytime you're getting burnt out, you're really most of the time doing it in your own strength in some way. And so, you know, I just realized. I'm kind of I'm doing this on my own strength, and that's and going back to walking with the Spirit. That's why walking with the Spirit is so key because it's like you don't have to talk to everybody. Yeah, you don't like. It's hard to find this place in the middle. Yeah, you know, and this is what I've found for a lot of my life. I'll do it for a little bit, and I won't do it at all. I'll do it, and I'm back and forth, you know, on one side or the other. But walking the Spirit is just there's no pressure. Yeah, it's genuinely fun. You don't have to do anything crazy. You're just getting your eyes off yourself and seeing the people around you. Yeah. And some in you know, it's like you don't even bring up you don't have to bring up God every time. Yeah. But it's just seeing them and listening and then, hey, whatever open doors there are, just love them as long as you can in a conversation, speak some truth. You know what I mean? And just leave it up to God. Yeah that that excites me and that's just something that I want to live out more you know and and I think so it's like, how do you live a life that's not focused on you and focused on other people? I mean, it really comes down to surrender yeah, to surrendering, you know what you're doing each day, surrendering practical things, surrendering your mindset that's focused on you and just asking God, would you change my focus? you know, this is way more. This is why I think, you know, I mean, when Jesus went up to heaven, he's like, yo, this is what I want you all to do. Receive the Holy Spirit and then go share your faith with people and make yeah. disciples. And disciples is not, uh, you know, getting people to receive Jesus, because that's actually, even though that can seem intimidating at first, that's actually the easy part. Yeah. But the part that's harder is then walking with someone after the moment they surrender their life with, yeah. uh, with God and teaching them the truth, you know, and you don't have to have it all figured out, but what I mean by teaching them the truth is just reading some Bible verses and being like, oh my gosh, I never read it like that before, and you're just learning together. But teaching them how to take authority in their mind, teaching them about, you know, because this is what we see all the time is, you know, someone will give their life to God but they're still in the process of like changing and laying down things, and so everybody's the same. Most of the things they're doing are the same, so then the enemy still has a lot of open doors to try to come in and bring them back. We see this after summer camp a lot. People will encounter God, give their life to God, and then in that next month, then you know, their friends are pulling them back into all the things that they did, yeah, and so that's why you know, like last year we started this thing called Activate, and it was we showed up every day and we had a hundred students and we just worshiped and prayed for like three hours, uh, three days a week, and we did outreaches. Yeah. So, listen, this is how they took a moment where they had an encounter and they felt close to God. To having a lifestyle of knowing God for real. That's good. When you start talking about living out your faith and reaching people, it's so much more than reaching people. It is actually, you find out it's what you were created to do, and there's gonna be a disconnect in your faith unless you're living it out. Yeah. And so, you know, what I just saw is these hundred students, they're worshiping, you know, and, and after the first week, you could tell, you know, it's like I told them going into the weekend uh weekend seven days after camp. I said, Y'all are going to get crushed this weekend. (laughs) Every friend from your old life is going to text you this weekend. Every, you know, temptation that you normally have fallen into is gonna come up this week. It's all gonna happen. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been a week and the you know, whatever, tingly feelings and all that kind of stuff are wearing off. Now it's about to get real. And everyone's like laughing at me, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then on, you know, when they showed up the next week on Tuesday, everybody came They're in like, like, like really serious. <laughs> like, dude, it was crazy. And then we started saying, okay, this is what the enemy's speaking. But because you have Jesus in you, take authority over that. Yeah, that's good. And let's just walk in the truth. You know, we started walking in the truth. So that's what discipleship is. Discipleship yeah. isn't, you know, getting people saved. Discipleship is walking with them yeah. for years. And yeah. that's why I think, um, you know, wherever you're at, whatever job you're working at, or, you know, if you're at home or the friends that you have... Who can not? How many people can we walk up randomly to and share stuff with? You know, it's like that's there's a part of that that's good, but who can we start reading the Bible with? Who is not, you know, a little bit, uh, not quite as far along in their faith? Who can you jump in with them and start reading the Bible and learning truth together and helping them walk this out? You yeah. know, that's good. And as you talk about that,
0: like, staying in step with the Holy Spirit, like encountering him daily and growing and having that that movement as you were talking about that, even with just evangelism, discipleship, growth for your own journey and how that uh, strengthens how you love and and reach people and tell people about Jesus. I, I was just getting this this image of not just like staying in step with the flow of the spirit, but like, like, like water, like being in the ever going, like flow of a river. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's just like, well, I received Jesus, cool. And then we limit and we stop our encounters and our being in step and being in the flow with the spirit, that water just sits and sitting water becomes stagnant. It becomes a place where, where stuff grows and it, 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 it ruins the quality of that water. And so just even, you know, in nature, thinking about, like, we're about to go backpacking, we're not gonna find some stagnant puddle of water to draw water from and filter it, you know, for drinking water. Like, we're gonna find the streams that are flowing because that's where water is fresh, it's full of life, it's full of nutrients. And so um, I think that's so important for our walk with with the Lord of just this daily experiencing and stepping into aligning with the flow of the spirit. It's not just enough that we received Jesus, but like we need to be experiencing the move of his spirit every day. And as we do, there's more life that comes. And also as we do, we learn, we learn to give and to share like what's been given to us. Like we're not just holding it but we allow it to flow through us. So it flows into us, it flows out of us. It flows into us, it flows out of us. And that, I, I bet we'll find that our heart for evangelism and sharing Jesus with other people actually grows because we find so much life in it. But then yep. just staying in step, staying in flow with the Holy Spirit, allowing Him to move and flow and pour into you, and then just to allow allow yourself to give that freely away. And as you do, it just creates this cycle of, of life that is refreshing, and I, I think that that's where we find, like, man, there's so much more to this life. There's so much more to Jesus. There's so much more to faith. Yep. Yep. Come on. So Well, cool. Um, Nathan, is there a couple of steps? I know you you had some, uh, some nuggets in there as we talked, but would you offer any steps or advice, um, easy next steps for people that are wanting to uh, grow in their relationship with the Lord, and also, I guess, just their boldness or their practicality of starting to share Jesus
1: with someone. You Come have a on, couple of
0: steps that you would give as we finish this out.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I'm just excited for you. I think God's stirring this up in you for a reason. Um, you know, and maybe even just, you know, randomly tuning in to this podcast was for a reason. Yeah, and um, you know, I I just think that you know. Just like I was saying earlier, kind of a central theme is just us really needing God. And I think that uh, if we're not living on mission, the mission that He's given us, which is kind of like, I don't know, from what I read, kind of the point of why we're on earth, you know, if we're not living that out on some level, then I think it's really easy to lose the need, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so, you know, if if you're in that place like this is what I hear people saying all the time, I know I need to do better. I know that I should be reaching people, but I'm not. I think number 1, get real. Do you have a genuine love for people? You know what I mean? Because it's like if not, you're not going to be compelled by the Holy Spirit and the love inside of Him you know, to reach out to people. You're just going to be doing it in your own strength. So even if you do do it, it's not going to last long. So what you need to do is go to the deeper place of saying, God, would you help me believe what the scripture says is true would you help me believe that that the mission you're calling me to is to reach people mm-hmm. and then just like the disciples the disciples, you know you may think dude well they were ready to turn up but they were getting crushed they <laughs> barely believed in Jesus they were you know most of them like most of them walked away from the faith and then they had just come back and when they came back that's why Jesus said don't leave this city until the Holy Spirit comes because he's like, Pfft. Y'all aren't gonna go far at all. You're gonna get demolished. Yeah, on your own strength, you're just gonna get wiped out. (laughs) Right. You need the Holy Spirit, and so you know, take you know, just taking that to God and saying, God, would you help me believe that I really need the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And then let your hunger just you know go to the Holy Spirit. I just need you to fill me up in everything that I'm doing. Yeah. You know. And then um, how can you listen to the Holy Spirit more? Okay, two parts of listening. How can you listen to the Holy Spirit more? Just meaning, is he going to highlight someone? You know, you know, and, you know, know, as parents, it's like, number one people we're discipling is our kids. Is he going to highlight a kid today to just have a moment with? Or is he going to highlight something to share with your kids today? Is he going to highlight someone at work to just share something? It doesn't have to be this huge thing, but a lot of times it's something that encourages and uplifts them, you know? And then the other part of listening is just listening to people, like just having conversations and letting them talk. Yeah. And just and you'll find the more that you listen to people and just, you know, are there for them and are an encouragement, you will find open doors. Absolutely. They will lead you to the places of their heart or their life that are struggling or that they're needing hope in. All through yeah. listening. And they'll basically, you know, and this just happens all the time, even at our outreach as we do with students, people come out and just say, You're in seventh grade. They're looking at these kids and they're just like and they'll talk to us like the leaders. They're just like, I don't understand what's happening here because I'm looking at, you know, I mean, you know, we normally have a 120, 150 students coming out to a different out you go to a different locations. And they're looking at this group of people that's just loving each other and they're young and they're just thinking, When I was their age, i was totally about me what are they yeah. doing and you know it's just this crazy thing and what what'll happen is they'll just start to ask what do you have mm-hmm. what's going on and they want it you know and that's just the way that really reaching people should be that's awesome man thank you
0: and for as a resource for anyone listening if you want ideas just simple ways of loving and serving and blessing people. Um, On our website, beltway.org slash we love our city, we've got some ideas. This is by no means a template that you have to follow or a roadmap you have to follow. This is to just generate some ideas of, hey, here's some practical ways that I can love and serve the people around me, in my city, in my neighborhood, at my job... Wherever I'm at, and so uh, take advantage of those and and read through it and pray through it and and see what the Lord does with that. But Nathan, thank you so much for being with us and sharing some of your story and your journey. And man, I'm just uh, it's truly is a blessing to see everything that God is doing in the student ministry here at Beltway. Uh, because of you, Paul and Daniel and and those before you um, in leadership as well. And so I can't wait to see uh, just this generation that God has already been raising up, but where he's taken them, I'm super excited to see that. So come on. All right, everyone, we hope you have a great week. Be blessed. And remember, God is moving in your life beyond Sundays.